0: Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. If this message impacts you in any way, please don't hesitate to contact us. Thanks for listening. Hi, guys. Thank you, Pastor Sean. Thanks for having me. Hi, 11am service. How are you? (laughs) I'm from Oxford Falls, so normally, you know, it's like our chapel service and then our 10 a.m. service and um, so different dynamics. And then the 6 p.m. service, you have to use cool youth words where I'm over that age. I I don't know those words. I just sound like I'm over 40. Um, So I'm so excited to be here. Thank you, Pastor Sean and Pastor Marilla for having me. who am I? I forgot to introduce myself in the first service. Everyone's like, who's this strange lady up there? Uh, um, my name's Katie Haldane. I run a website called Trash Your Bible. And I know it's a little offensive, but it's meant to shock you. Um, we have so much fun on Trash Your Bible. I teach at C3 College, and I'm currently doing my Master's of Theology. I am a Bible addict. <laughs> I'm a book nerd, and I love Star Wars. So um, basically, that's me in a nutshell. Um, I, I was just so honored when, we, when um, Pastor Sean and, and Pastor Mirella said they were going to give away the Bibles. I said in the 9 a.m. service, does anyone feel like Oprah? It's like, you get a Bible. No, you get a Bible. It's like 12 giveaways of Christmas or whatever that is. Um, <laughs> I was just so excited. So I've come from Sydney. Uh, what is the TYB Bible? The TYB Bible is a Bible that we got to create with Bible Society um, and just... So honoured to be a part of this that it's not meant to remain like this. If if I see you in a year and it looks like this, you'll be in trouble. This my I had to bring this one because my pink one has chocolate all over it. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's not good. Um, Because your Bible is meant to be part of your life. Uh, I am passionate about this that. Uh, the Bible isn't relegated to a boring book that you sit down and it's home, solemn. The Bible is supposed to be part of your life. Take it to a cafe, take it on a train, take it on a bus. It's, this, is, this is our lifestyle, like Pastor Sean was just saying, this is our life manual. Um, let me tell you a quick story. I was thinking about when Pastor Sean said that and then I'll explain the Bible. I'm now in glasses age. Anyone? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in glasses age, but you rock them. I don't rock them. Um, <laughs> So I um, went to a place, because I I went to... I won't tell you the place, because I'm going to bag it out. I went to a place and paid $500 for my glasses. Anyway, I thought that was normal. I thought that's what you did. Anyway, you're all laughing at me being so silly. And I I came back, and so I thought I needed new glasses, (laughs) because my eyes are going very bad. Anyway, so I saved up for two years to get new glasses. Well, I went to Specsavers... And part of my private health insurance is two free glasses a year. Right. So I felt like a bright royal idiot. And he's like, I said, oh, I'll get some glasses. How much? And they're like, they're free. I'm like, they're f- free? He's like, yeah, they're free. Didn't you read your policy? You get two free glasses. Some of us haven't read the policy. You are seeing where I'm going? Tricky. So you don't know what you've got. You're trying to do something in life that was freely given to you freely given to you the cross of Christ has already done it and you're saving up rapidly because you haven't read the manual so what we did at Treasure Bible can I show you the site oh I forgot to tell the 9am but in your Bibles that you're getting after there is a QR code does anyone know I, I had to be explained this when I was told to put the QR code in there. Someone came up and said, oh, it's, you should put QR codes. The QR codes are on the title pages of your Bible. They look like that. The QR codes are these little squares down the bottom. If you take a photo of that with your iPhone or with your phone, it will link you to this site. Okay? So every title page will link you directly to the resources on the site. Now, I'm an introvert. So I have done 100 videos and 120 blog posts because I want you reading your Bible. I want this Bible scribbled all over. You have permission to draw. You have permission to highlight. We have created it with thicker pages and larger font for those who need glasses and are sick of the small font, large font people. I'm lecturing. I'm like, I can't even read that. Uh, So when they said, what do you want? I'm like, big font. Uh, We we did it single column. So when you are reading the New Testament, it looks like a letter because you are reading a letter. I don't know what other letter, we said this this morning, what other letter or what other book do you pull out verses? You read it like a letter. So the Trash your Bible site will give you resources, historical context, author, date, background to help you read your Bible. If this, the front site will show you all the programs. We've got Programs on there to help you pick which book you want to be in. I'm doing TYB 365. It's very, mi- I even got a text the other day and they're like, this is hard. It's four chapters a day, but I'm loving it. Um, if you go up to the top, you can do search by book. Um, And then once you've done search by book, it has. we finished it three years. When I was here last time two years ago, I was only 20 books in and I was almost in tears. Um, But we did it. I studied for 10 years and I finished all 66 books, have these videos, dives, deep dives. Why am I passionate about this? Because when you know the historical context, when you know the author date and background, the Bible will come alive. It will, it will be a different book to read. My passion is that you don't sit down and go, I have to read my Bible. Imagine having a relationship with somebody and you're like, oh, I have to talk to Pastor Sean. Oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to get my boy, I'm going to get my, okay, I'm going to get my clothes on. No, your Bible is, he, he wants to spend time with you. When I sit down in this book, I'm colorful. Then we did a Bible companion quickly tell you about a Bible companion. I went to a connect group and they said, it's great that you keep saying trash your Bible and it's great that you keep saying highlight, but I don't understand what. So we wrote a companion that helps you notice the the words what to trash. It's got what's called trashing tips in it. So I will prompt you through that. They are what your beautiful pastors, the Bible, is what you'll get today. And these are available. There's only a few left for $20 out there. So let's jump into the message. Um, Let's pray because I'm just going to grab my iPad. Why am I passionate about this? My students always say to me, Kate, why is the Bible so important to you? And I, again, this morning as I was in worship, can I honour the generation that has gone before us that were very passionate about their word? My grandfather, when I went to a Pentecostal church, he nearly fell off his chair. Beautiful uniting church minister was like, oh no. And he said to me across the table, I'll never forget it, he said... Okay, sweetheart, you go to that church, but don't forget your Bible. And he said, just just keep reading your Bible. And I adore him for that. So if you are part of that generation that is has kept this Bible, can I say to you we will not drop it. We won't we will not make let this book be irrelevant we will not stop reading it. We will not let it be. I said to somebody the other day, he said, I don't need to read my Bible. It's irrelevant to my Christianity. And I was like, don't punch him. Don't punch him. It's not good. (laughs) You're supposed to be nice. (laughs) The Bible tells you. I was like, how can it be irrelevant? It's not irrelevant. It's our life source. So we're going to go through some um, scriptures today, share a little bit of my testimony of why I'm passionate about this. Um, 14 years ago, I faced a situation that I wasn't equipped to face. Um, bless you. Um, I faced a situation that I'm a tough girl. I'm a pretty tough chick, but this was going to do me in. Um, what happened was uh, I fell into depression for six months. My, I'd just done a 40-day fast. Uh, who hates fasting? I did a 40-day fast for my nephew, who had cerebral palsy, to be healed. And the answer to that prayer was that he died. And I had a faith conflict. Anyone had that moment where you're like, what God did you do here? This doesn't make sense to me. And I left uh, church for six months, and I fell into depression. Very severe depression. I didn't tell anyone, because I'm one of those people that I don't really like people knowing my stuff. And I'm standing up in front of a congregation telling it, awesome. (laughs) But I'm telling you this because I know some of you have probably been there. And you've hit rock bottom. Maybe you are there right now. And my boat spun and spun. I begged God every night, just let me go home. I'm done. I'm tapping out. This life is just way too hard. Um, And he, he showed me this as my boat was spinning. Like Pastor Sean said, he said, drop your anchor. Read your Bible. Because right now, don't trust your emotions. Don't trust circumstances. They're not telling you the truth. Don't trust what your head is telling you, because my head was telling me, give up. There is no future for you. This, this is done. And I had to trust the Word of God. I said this morning, the very sad thing was I had to go and find my Bible. When he said, read it, that's, that's awkward. It was tucked away. I I didn't read it. I didn't. I spoke in tongues. I prayed. I was—it's scary. I was into spiritual warfare, but I didn't know my word. And so I am passionate that this morning I can give you maybe some tips of why the word of God is important, so that you don't find yourself where I was 14 years ago. I don't want you facing something that you're not equipped to face, because as I go through my life now challenges happen but I know everything in here I can face with whatever I've got in here. Something comes against me and I know the Word of God. So let's jump into this. That's why we created this website so it's easy to read. That's why we're giving you this Bible. Can I say, trash your Bible, write in it, journal all over it, make it yours. That's why we don't want husband and wives sharing Bibles. That's kind of weird but it's your moment. Also, I'm going to say this early so I don't forget to say this. When somebody says read their Bible, you think, Oh, how am I going to fit this into my day? Anyone? Yeah. How am I going to do this? But make it your own. Drop the kids off at school. Park in a car park. Just take 10 minutes. That's all God's asking. Just 10 minutes. Stay in the one book. Read it book by book. But let's jump in. This is what I got out of the Bible. This is why I'm passionate about it. It's a foundation of truth. Number one, it is our foundation of truth. In a society that is telling us what, to, what true is. We have the news saying, this is the truth. We have, poly- this is the truth, this is the truth. As Christians today, we need to know that this Word of God is truth. And we need to know the truth of the Word. Why do we need to know that? Because there are going to be certain situations where you are going to need, the, as I said, to believe the truth of the Word over that circumstance. Can I give you some scripture this morning? Um, John 17, 17. Sanctify them in the truth. Your Word is truth. I studied this because, you know, does anyone else go on a little tangent when you read the Bible? I like find one word and then I f- I'm in two hours down the track and I'm like, oh, hang on. So I began to study this word, truth. And I, I, this is not in my notes, so don't panic, guys. I went on this Trinity um, devotional of how Father, Son and Holy Spirit are all based in truth. That it's the God of truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and we have the spirit of truth. Everything that we have our foundation, everything in essence that we are based in as a church and as Christians is truth. And you've got to know that because as we go out there, we are confronted with what they say is. So let's have a look. Um, Can I quote Captain America? Sorry. Um, I love Captain America. (laughs) We are founded on one principle above all else, the requirement that we stand up for what we believe. No matter the odds or the consequences, when the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world you move. Now that's not just going anti the world. There are some lies in our head that we need to stand up for ourselves and go, no, you move. No, I'm not believing this anymore. I don't care. I remember somebody saying when I started preaching as a youth pastor, they said, oh, but you're the shy little girl. You can't do that. So it's stuck in my head because I'm an introvert. I'm never going to be able to preach, I'm never going to be able to speak in public because I'm the shy little girl, that's not, that's not me, that's not me. I had to stand in the Word of God and say, no, 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 fear, you move. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but a power, love and a sound mind. I'm not going to be determined by your, your um, actions or your words, I'm going to be determined by the Word of God. Some of you this morning need to tell the lies in your head to move and get out. So n- number two, it establishes your identity. Youth, where are you? Don't let anyone else tell you who you are but this book. No one. Not your friends, not your Instagram, not this book tells you who you are. You are chosen. You have a future and a hope. You are holy. You are blameless. If we have in our lives this truth, I read Ephesians when I was at my darkest. I started to read Ephesians, and I didn't read Ephesians. Ephesians as though it was written to someone else. I read Ephesians as though Paul was talking to me. So when you read your Bible, take it personally. Read Ephesians as though Paul is writing you a letter and he is saying, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Now the fight, anyone else? The fight will come into your head. No, I'm not. Look at my... What did the Word of God say? No, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Oh, but look at my fight. No, you are blessed with. And finally, the fight will stop and you'll go, yep, amen. I am blessed with every spiritual blessing. When you get that stance in your identity, your circumstances will change. But it's that stance in the Word of God. And that's why I'm very passionate about my students. I teach at C3 College and I'm like, guys, know your identity in Christ. Know who you are so that you can stand up in who you are. Number three is this. Ah, this one makes me cry. It keeps us in him. We are Christians, little followers of Christ. He just wants 10 minutes of your day. We have people studying the story of Steve Steve Jobs. We have people studying business people's books and stuff like that. And we have the book of the greatest man that ever lived and his life story. And we're not reading it. We're not. I remember when I read the Bible my circumstances stopped determining what Jesus was like in my life. Jesus doesn't do that. No, that never happened. No, He's what determined who Jesus was in my life was the Gospels. I read his story. And can I tell you a story that really impacted me? It was the story of the man. uh, Have you read the story of the man with the legion of demons? Go home and read that story again. And imagine yourself being that man. Because I was in that place, overwhelmed with lies, overwhelmed with thoughts, overwhelmed, I never thought I would be in that position of that bad depression. Can I say, and when I was there, I did not think I would ever get out. Has anyone been there? You're like, this is, I remember saying to God, this is it. This one's going to kill me. I can't beat this. And then I read about Jesus sailing right into that man's world and setting him free of a legion of demons. And I'm like, well, I think I'm doing pretty good because I don't think there's a legion in there. And he purposefully went after him. And I found a saviour that would purposely sail into my mess. I didn't have to be good enough. I didn't have to change. I just had to welcome him. And I, I said this morning, the best scripture is where it says, and that man was clothed and in his right mind at Jesus' feet why because you have an encounter with Jesus you read about him for real you read about him in this in his book he will transform your life he will change you he will change I remember saying to my grandpa after this was all happening I said grandpa I've been through a tough time my grandfather was quite beautiful and oh sweetheart have you I said yeah a little bit of a tough time I, I lost my way and he's like what changed sweetheart and I said I read my bible I fell in love with Jesus again and, he, and I remember him saying to me, you know what, you stay at Jesus' feet, you'll be all right. You stay at his feet, you'll be all right. And this is our time where we stay at the feet of Jesus. My favourite point, number four, it's a weapon in our hands. Oh my gosh. I'm, I said this morning, I'm a, I'm a policeman's daughter, so I, have, I, I didn't say this this morning, but I have this innate, I, I, think, I'm, I, I think I'm bigger than, and I, I think I'm a man sometimes because when there's a fight I'll run into it and my friends were always like do you think you're stronger than you are but I'm a fighter so if somebody's in trouble I kind of run in there was a lady drowning at a beach that I was swimming at and I ran in and it was actually her husband who was drowning her it was horrific and I just went to rescue and I ran in and then I realized this guy was like six foot two but that's my nature I'm a fighter and some of you this morning need to get your fight back you need, to get your, you need to stand up to Satan and go, no more on my family. No more on my kids. No more on my finances. Business guys, you need to stand up and go, no more on my business. I've let you have a little bit of that. Sa- no more. You do not determine my finances. And I love this. It um, says it in 2 Corinthians 10.4. Let's have a read of this. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. The Word of God has divine power to do things that um years of counseling can't do I remember I I appreciate counseling but I remember a lie that was established and I'm going to share this with you now um that put me in so much shame um I had been told because I didn't know my bible and I couldn't really measure it that um if you didn't pray for your family daily they weren't covered and Satan will attack them I know that's really ridiculous um but that's what I had been taught So for five years, I prayed every day over my family, especially Dion, because he had cerebral palsy and I wanted him to be healed. And the day that he died, I forgot to pray. And the second that my sister was on the phone, that lie just activated. And I heard this lie that said, everything from this point is your fault because you didn't pray. And I just got so, I remember falling to my knees and it was grief, but it was, why didn't I just pray? What was I doing? It was such condemnation. And for six months I sat in it, guilt. I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want anyone to say, well, you should have prayed, you know, so helpful. But when I started to read the word and I read in Romans... Therefore, now there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. I started to read the word about the power of prayer, and it's nothing about a time limit of 24 hours. You, I don't know whoever taught me that, but it's wrong. There's no, there's no limitation to the blood of Jesus and the power of protection over your life. And I started to, and what does it say? The truth will set you free. It just unlocked that lie, and I felt it lift it was like strategic lie to keep you down and the Bible will unlock it. It's a weapon in your hand. No more are you just saying words, it's carving, carving between the lie and the truth, putting the truth forward in your life. And um, that's what we need. I love that um, as, as it talks about a weapon. Can I I'll read you this scripture because it's... Um, There's a guy in the Bible, I don't think I have it here, I think it's in um, Samuel where it talks about he was such a warrior that the sword froze in his hand. Have you read it? He was one of David's mighty men and he was like, he was such a warrior that he died with the sword frozen. Let's be that generation where we die with the sword frozen in our hand. We're still fighting, but it's in there. Do not drop your sword. This does not live on your mantelpiece or on your coffee table. It lives right next to you wherever you are. It's your life source. Okay, couple more things. We want you equipped and empowered for your future. You have a great future. And your lie probably went, no, not me. Yes, you. Because Jeremiah 29, 11 says what? For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a future and a hope. You have a great future, and the Word of God will equip you for that. Sometimes when you read the Bible, um, it's what I like to call reading, eating your vegetables. Anyone had that moment? It's like, oh my gosh, there's, there's nothing that, that has that dessert moment that jumps out at you. I said it at Oxford Falls a couple of weeks ago. I said, be very careful Pentecostals that we don't get addicted to the sugar rush of Rema. Oh, I didn't get anything out of Oh my gosh, I wasn't weeping over the word of God. So it's not working. Maybe it's working on the inside Maybe it's your vegetable moment. Maybe it's taking your vitamins. I realized at the point of crisis when my whole world collapsed that I hadn't taken my vitamins and I wasn't equipped for this. What I should have been doing was reading my Bible on a daily basis so that I was ready. Taking my vitamins so I'm ready to go. So as we go through this, um, 2 2 Timothy 3.16... All scripture is God breathed and is useful to teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness so that we can be equipped for every good work. Can I tell you the definition of equipped just because I'm a teacher and I like doing, I won't say the Greek, but um, prepare someone mentally for a particular situation or task. When you read your Bible and whatever that looks like, I'm I'm not a big believer of, uh, well, I want you to read your Bible daily, but I don't, I just want you to read your Bible regularly. And I want you to make it part of your life. Um, you know, maybe, oh no, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say spend longer in the toilet and read your Bible, but I said it. Um, maybe, Maybe read it somewhere that make it your lifestyle, not a fad. Who in this room has read Genesis 1 to 20 in January every year and tried the, I'll read the whole Bible. I've done it. And I get to about 15 and I'm like, nah, I can't do this. I've read Genesis 1 to 15 for about 20 times. What this is, is it's not a fad this is who you are. If it's got to be in you to come out of you. Jesus, when he faced off with Satan, didn't have to quickly reference his text. Wait a second, I haven't read it for a while. It came out of him. I mean, he's the word, he's cheating, but it, it came out of him. The scary thing about that story is when he, was, when he was facing off with Satan in his, he hadn't eaten for 40 days. I mean, he, and I love the Bible, how simplicity was, he like, was He was hungry. Of course, he's hungry and eaten for 40 days. He's facing off with Satan. Even Jesus didn't use his own words. He didn't say, in my name. No, he just used scripture, scripture. The scary thing about that is Satan knew the scripture back. I remember reading that and going, would I get out-scriptured by Satan? Would he, would he, would he know? And you know what Satan does in that story? He, he takes it out of context and he manipulates it. And Jesus just stops the whole thing. You've got to have this in you like a sword coming out of your mouth because when you have it in you, you'll hit a crisis and not fear, not anxiety, not swear words will come out of your mouth. The Word of God will come out of your mouth because it's, it's in you, living in you. Lastly, I've called this point, it's a doing book. And I'm going to read this um, scripture who loves James in the Bible? James is, like, James is like the older brother that's like, okay, Paul, you need to calm down, dude. I'm just going to bring the right scripture. I love the book of James. Um, this is James in the Message Bible, 1, 22 to 25. It's talking about its actions. Can I say, church, the world out there needs you to be reading this. They don't, they don't need so much your words. They need his word. When they knock on the door and they say, can you help me? You are going to be equipped and empowered to help them because you know this. Our dream is that you would sit down with them and just open the Bible and say, yeah, I remember going to my grandfather and saying, you know, before this happened, I said, Grandpa, I'm, I'm facing this. You know what he would do? He was a beautiful, quiet man. He'd just sit down and he'd open the Bible and say, let's have a look at what this says, Kate. That's what you'll be doing. They need you to know this. James 1, 22 to 25. Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener. This is a bit strong. This is James When you are anything but, letting the word go in one ear and out the other, act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are and what they look like. Whoever catches a glimpse of the revealed counsel of God, the free life, even out of the corner of his eye and sticks with it, is no distracted scatterbrain, but a man or woman of action. That person will find delight and affirmation in the action. Your pastors and the board of this church are giving you these Bibles because they know that you'll be anchored by this. That this will be, when you need it the most, the truth that will set you free. The beautiful identity that you're established in, a foundation under your feet. Your house will not sink. Your house will remain solid. And maybe right now, this morning, you are in that time that I found myself where everything was going wrong and my brain was any logical thinkers in this room logical brains are amazing for study but terrible for life they're amazing analytical research go into details but when you turn that power onto without the word of God it can become quite destructive to you I watch my beautiful students And I can see some of them, their brain is battling their faith. Some of you need to switch off your brain. Just read the Bible and let it wash over you. Wash over you. I think it was Mark Saunicott the other day in Oxford Falls said that everyone thinks Christians want to brainwash you. We do because your brain needs washing. (laughs) Anyone's brain, my brain needs washing. I, I need to stop the thoughts that are going on in my head and I need to replace them with the Word of God. Just close your eyes this morning. Father, we are just grateful for this book that you have given us. Like Pastor Sean said, it's our life manual. We pray that we would never get to heaven and realise that we didn't read it and we didn't know what we had. We pray that as these books, these Bibles are taken, they would read it like a book. Sit in Ephesians for four months. Sit in Luke and and read the beautiful gospel of Jesus and His life. But I pray right now, Father, that you would do an exchange in people's lives and in their minds. Truth for lie. Truth for lie. A great exchange would happen as they read their Bibles during the week. And God, you're asking not for hours. You're asking for just maybe 10 minutes a day, sitting in one book, absorbing the Word of God, transforming and setting us free. We're so grateful for this life manual. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for having me, guys. Hi, thanks for listening to C3 Hobart Online. We hope you've enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more, you can find us at c3hobart.org.au.